0: Hi, right, everybody. Welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right. And we're here with a uh, brand new episode for you. Uh, we're doing a new subject. We are finally getting to the Loki show, which ended a few weeks ago, but we wanted to do Black Widow first since it had just come out. Yeah. Uh, but we're coming back to it. Uh, you had finally caught up on the show now. Yep. Uh, so now we are in a place where we can talk about that. Um, yeah, the... crawled through the first two episodes and then just power through the last
1: But block, then it the becomes amazing. That's yeah, me. no, I, I
0: like the last four we'll, we'll, for sure. Yeah, so we, we were both fans of the show. We'll get to that in, uh, in a little bit at the end of the episode. The rest of the plan for today is to read uh, the first arc in uh, Agents of Asgard. That's the Loki book. I think it was in, from 2013 by uh, Al Ewing and Lee Garbutt. Um, so we're going to be covering that uh, first as well. Before we get started uh, going into our book for this week, though, I do kind of want to go over what our plans are for, I guess you'd call it like the rest of the summer into the fall, Mm -hmm. Um, because we're doing the bi-weekly episode, so we don't have to plan that far ahead, uh, because there's only uh, a couple weeks to fill. It's a little easier. Uh, What we know for sure is that next week we're going to be doing Suicide Squad, because that comes out pretty soon. We'll be doing that the week after it comes out. Uh, Yeah. It'll be that following Monday, where our plan is to read... um, I was I was debating between a couple different Suicide Squad books. The decision I ended up landing on was um, the most recent Suicide Squad run, which was by Tom Taylor and uh, uh, Bruno Redondo. Bruno Redondo uh, did the art. Um, That uh, that was an eleven issue story from DC, relatively recently. I have not read it at all. Um, I just flipped through the first issue, and I really like the art. Yeah, the Um, art looks great for sure. So I know I'll at least like that. Uh, Tom Taylor is hit or miss. I'd say like six. Yeah, I'd say like 70, 30 miss for me. Yeah, I don't uh, have a lot of exposure to him. So every once in a while he writes something I like, like uh, like All New Wolverine, which was like the uh, the X-23 book. Oh, okay. Um, so I know that he can write books that I like, so I'm interested to see if this <laughs> is going to be one of those or not, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, let's hope. In the coming weeks we have, I think after that we're going to have, I don't think there's anything coming out live that I know of. Um, I might learn about this in the coming weeks, but I think that's going to be an open week. So if we have anything that we've been looking to go back and kind of hit, that would be the time to do it. I know. I'm trying to think of what we were contemplating
1: before all the live stuff started happening again. Uh, yeah, because it's been about a few months span of uh, like constant stuff coming out.
0: Right. I mean, if nothing else, we've got some unfinished business in some series we we started last year uh, that oh, we can always go back to. Yeah. Um, That's always an option unless you have something you've been uh, dying to dig into.
1: There's got to be some hidden gems we're not thinking about.
0: Yeah, that's true. Of like,
1: adaptations we haven't watched yet. I know there's got to be a few left.
0: Well, if nothing else, I know I'd be dying to go back to our... Preacher. We could do Preacher. That's one that's left out there as well. I was going to say we do uh, have two episodes to finish left in our Superman series as well. True, yeah. We could always go back to that and then watch those movies because I'm interested to see what the hell those are.
1: uh, I was going to say we could do the Superman and the Authority, but that's only been one issue so far. Maybe by then we can... (laughs) I mean, right now it's one issue, so
0: if we wait six months, I mean, we'll have it by then. Yeah, true. (laughs) Uh, It'll be a while, but... uh, we can see what else we have out there. I definitely want to do uh, Superman Smashes the Clan. That's one of the more recent oh, yeah, like, really definitely. good Superman stories. Yeah, we've been thinking about that for a while. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I know um, after that, I think we'll have another open week unless I can think of something else. Um, I know November is when that Hawkeye show comes out. Mm. I really hope that that's uh, honestly I don't, I have almost zero faith for that show. <laughs> um, I uh, Kate Bishop is in it. Uh, that could be cool, but yeah, let's hope. It's just not a lot of Jeremy Renner screen time. and I'm really hoping, we've said this like week after week, but I really hope Yelena just comes in and just kills him in episode one, and then that's the whole hook. It's like, oh no, he's dead, but we have to all pretend we're sad. Right. <laughs> it's, oh, it's the Kate Bishop show. We fooled you. Now it's awesome. I mean, a man can dream. Because, I mean, they have Kate Bishop and they have Lucky the Pizza Dog, and those are the two things you really need in a Hawkeye show, and neither one of them are Hawkeye. But no
1: idea who Lucky the Pizza Dog is, but I already know. You'll learn when we read that Hawkeye book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sweet. And, and forgive me, comic book fans, I'm not shitting on the character Hawkeye, I just hate Jeremy Renner. The, yeah. The
1: character Hawkeye is awesome. Are there actually people who genuinely like Jeremy Renner out there? Uh, I don't know, there's a
0: Jeremy Renner app, you could find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, doesn't he have that new app? That's just got to be booming right now, oh, every, leading up to the show. People are downloading that app, they, oh, yeah. they have so much fun with it. <laughs> got to get that daily dose of Jeremy Renner. <laughs> um, Somehow he was still in the, in that show, despite everything that happened, but here we are. Um, I was bringing up – I was trying to bring up a list of, like, upcoming comic book adaptations that are on the horizon. I think just that and What If. Well, well What If is definitely coming out. I definitely want to – that would be an easy one to just jump in for a week whenever we feel like it yeah. and just do one episode of that and then one issue of the classic, like, Marvel What If series. Yep. There's a whole, there's a few good issues of that if you dig back. Yeah, for sure. There's some, some comic book adaptations on the horizon that we don't have a release date for yet. Um, There's the Green Lantern show. Um, there's the Peacemaker show with, uh, John Cena. Oh, right, sp- right. are making, spinning off of the Suicide Squad movie. Yep. It looks like there is a Justice League Dark adaptation, but that seems, I'm Animated, guessing that's yep. farther out because there's very little news on that.
1: Huh. Oh, wait, a live action yeah. adaptation?
0: Oh, shit. Um, I'm guessing that's going to spin off of the Sandman thing they're doing. Oh, Because yeah. they cast, oh, yeah, uh, when does Sandman come out? Uh, relatively soon. They, they have, like, a, they released, like, the whole cast and everything.
1: Yeah, but hasn't it like barely even started filming? Like? Oh, I,
0: I'm not saying it's going to be like this year, but like, oh, relatively yeah, yeah. soon. Yeah, like next year. Like they're farther along than some of these other things we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like I don't know, think even Green Green Lantern and all that is finished casting, but I know Sandman has. Okay, because that's what makes me think that they're going to lead that into Justice League Dark is because they cast um, that one girl from. Doctor Who. Um, oh, I don't right. watch Doctor Who. Jenna Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Um, she didn't she just leave the show too. She was um, maybe I don't know. Like I think, I said, yeah, I think I she's want... I think she's leaving. The Doctor only Doctor who, now. who I've watched is this Loki show. Um, <laughs> the, the only one uh, I've,
1: I've thought about watching is the hypothetical Grant Morrison one. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I have nothing against it. I've just never jumped Oh no, Me into neither. It. I just haven't gotten. Yeah, yeah. I've
0: watched it. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, she was cast as a character named Joanna Constantine. Ah, so right, right. I think that they're going to have that instead of John Constantine. Okay. Um, I keep I have, I have to force myself not to say Constantine now that I've learned better. <laughs> it's, it's literally like a 20-year <laughs> habit I'm trying to break now. Oh, yeah. I finally had to say it out loud in a public context, and now I have to <laughs> forcibly stop myself. <laughs> uh, but they cast her as that character, which I think is cool, because uh, Constantine- Are they uh, actually going to say Constantine in the show, though? I would have to assume. That's how they always say it in live action. In the TV show, the CWs, that's how they, they say it. they say it in the movie? Uh, no, that's the one time they, they said it backwards. I was going to say, in and the movie, the they didn't. But well, they also made him American. so sure, yeah. Because <laughs> that character appears in Sandman for one issue. So does Martian Manhunter for one issue before oh, they okay. kind of leave the DC universe a little bit for a while. Gotcha. Um, so that'll be an adaptation we do eventually. I'm, I'm absolutely positive. Um, but that is on the horizon. Uh, if you have any recommendations for stuff to do in these free weeks, definitely hit us up on Twitter. We are on Twitter over at Agents of Podcast if you want to give us something to do. Uh, But without uh, further ado, at least for now, we're going to move over to our comic book for the week, which, as I mentioned, was Agents of Asgard. uh, The Loki book started in 2014. I can go over the creative team here real quick. Uh, This was written by Al Ewing. This is not our first Al Ewing book. We also did uh, Immortal Hulk for a couple weeks. That's another one we could go back to at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Um,
1: We could do the good old Ed Norton, too. (laughs) Oh, my God. We could go through all the shitty Hulk movies. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, I think um, Abomination is going to be in the Shang Chi movie as well. I think so too. Yep. So that will be interesting. But so written by Al Ewing. To get to the re- Al Eula. written by Al Ewing, <laughs> uh, art by uh, Lee Garbett. Uh, we also have. I want to call out the uh, the covers by uh, Jenny San, who always does amazing covers. Um, I got actually this first cover of Loki, Agent of Asgard, signed by her. The last time we were oh, at C two E two. Oh, that's right. Um, the C two E two right before. The calamity yeah, hit. the one
1: we dodged a very narrow bullet. Literally, the weekend before COVID. Such <laughs> yeah. a weird experience.
0: That was so weird. We all knew it like it happened, but I think we were all like, "We're getting in right before the window. There's no way everyone." I has don't. It.
1: I don't think I had any inclination that that was happening.
0: No, I didn't, None of us understood. Like it was in hindsight, I mean, very stupid yeah, for all of us. We had. To go I mean, that, we had seen but. things
1: about it being overseas and stuff, but we're like, I mean, like nothing major. In, in hindsight, America we yet. were being very
0: dumb. But oh, we, yeah. obviously we know better now. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. Just It was like the last kind of just like hurrah to civilization before oh, yeah. I yeah, we run out with a my... bang at least. <laughs> yes, we did. It was very fun. <laughs> got, uh, met some cool people, got some signatures. It was dope and got some cool artwork. Um, yeah. And then call, uh, who's the letterer on this too? Uh, the letterer would be uh, Nolan Woodard. Or wait. Let me no, make sure uh, that's Clayton Cowles. V.C.'s uh, Clayton Cowles. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Nolan Woodard is the colors. And then uh, V.C.'s Clayton Cowles does the letters on this book as well. Yeah, because he does like the cool Nord, like Nordic style. Oh yeah, I, I definitely like that, and the uh, the word balloons and just kind of the way that uh, kind of titles are laid out to give it yeah. kind of like a very spy kind of feel. Yeah, definitely. Like the the layouts and the art uh, kind of sell this book for me. Uh, I mean, I love Al Ewing. He uh, he's always puts together a really good book, but the art is re- really a big uh, sticking point for this book for me. Yeah, for sure, because it's called Agents of Asgard, and it does kind of have that feel of like a secret agent Loki kind of going on missions. Yep. Because that we learned that's the whole kind of setup of this book. Um, to give some background, just for everybody, uh, including you, um, kind of where Loki is kind of starting this book. Um, it's this is kind of the uh, this is why I only wanted to do one arc in this because this is kind of the the closing trilogy of kind of a Loki saga that's been going on. Yeah, this reads fine by itself, but it, to get like the full context. Loki was for the longest time, from like the '60s to like you know the '80s and '90s, just this kind of mustache twirling kind of trickster, like the <laughs> yeah. classic Loki. Um, you know, he was he was a fine villain, but he was very one dimensional. He was the evil trickster, and you could never trust him. He was, there was no semblance of like good, like we see in the modern Loki and like yeah. all the movies and everything. Yeah. Um. So they did an arc where literally uh, that Loki gets killed. Uh, I'm simplifying all of this, Um, where that Loki dies, and then he's reborn as Kid Loki. Yeah. And the story goes, you know, Kid Loki is, like, he's, like, trying to, like, tell the story again he wants to change he thinks that this is a new chance of being a new person mm-hmm. um and through the story of this that story goes through if you want to read more of it it's uh kieran gillen wrote it through uh a couple issues of journey into mystery that's like 12 issues there and then uh young avengers is where that story closes out which is one of my favorite books gotcha um and that leads us into this basically, and then Kid Loki was uh seemingly murdered by uh it, it's it's left up open in the air how he died, but the the story like, most people think that old Loki came back and killed Kid Loki to take his body back, yeah, that's why everyone in this book is always telling him like, hey, I see what you did, you got your body back nice job, uh old friend and it's like uh no it's <laughs> the, i'm the, I'm reborn, I'm a good guy, sure you are right um so that's kind of where we start this book it's kind of it was a initially it kind of when you describe it it sounds like a very ham-fisted way to put MCU Loki into this into them like into the Marvel Universe uh, yeah, the comic uh, universe which it is yeah it's, at face value it's yeah. not not that yeah but they did it very well because thankfully we had Kieran Gillen and Al Ewing here telling us the story and did it in a very very cool like uh, narrative way yeah that's a pretty good tag team to like launch that yeah because it's a, like you got to think of I imagine like the editorial just came to them like hey we need to think of a convoluted way to make this Loki the new Loki do it <laughs> like all right make it make sense <laughs> I don't know, make it make sense. <laughs> um and so that's where we leave Loki. It's a kind of a, a complicated mess, but it does tell a good story if you go through all of it, so I would highly recommend it. Um but where we leave him is pretty simple. It's basically uh normal kind of like uh tw- like, you know, young youngish like 20s Loki like we recognize in the movies. Um he's uh, given a quest by um by his mother and by some of the other uh kind of rulers of Asgard to go on these missions to, uh, for them, these kind of, like, secret missions to gather kind of people from Asgard who are, like, away from their station and bring them back and help them and do kind of missions for us. And in exchange, we're going to... Uh delete one of these old memories essentially of evil loki you know remove one of these old stories from the library yeah kind of whitewash part of his history right and in terms of like magical power that kind of has like a it's kind of like removing the story removes that hold on you you know that repetition of the old evil loki kind of becomes you yep so the more that he can get rid of that story and stop it from being told the more he can tell a new story and be himself so loki is doing this to kind of just like Clean the slate, essentially. Yeah. So we started out with uh, the first issue is one of my favorites because it's just Loki going on a secret mission into Avengers Tower Um, while all of the Avengers are there. um, Like I said, the art in this is really one of my favorite things in the whole book because of the way they lay this out in a kind of very like spy way. Mm Um, I, I guess I wish I had a better way to describe that, but, (laughs) um, like just to this one panel, just for, uh, this one page, for example, is like they show Avengers tower and laying over it, all the, are these like six circles showing where each of the Avengers are. It's like Thor drinking, uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye relaxing, Iron Man and Captain America sparring and each circle kind of shows what they're doing while Loki's going up the tower. It looks very cool. Oh yeah, Definitely. And it shows Loki kind of like disappearing using all these magic items. He's going through this very much like a D&D character, uh, kind of <laughs> yeah. activating all of his magic items. Like, Got
1: my magic boots to walk up the ceiling and got my magic jacket I, to be I, invisible. I thought
0: of the perfect min-max combo, and I'm rolling really <laughs> high numbers. He even actually mentions D&D. He says, I know all about magic. I know the grimoires and the crypto, uh, cryptonomicons, and I've read a and d manual somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, later on even, too, I think he uh like
1: pull some out of like a a bag or a holding bag, I think he calls it, instead of a bag of holding. hmm so Yeah, Ally
0: ewing has gotta be a big D. Oh, fan. totally. We gotta get that <laughs> table together somehow. Right. <laughs> Next time when C two E Two comes together, I'm like, hey man, I got I got a game ready to go. You Just wanna set roll up set up a quick one off. Hand him a blank character <laughs> sheet, be like, I know you got one. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, it starts out with uh, Loki kind of going up to Thor as he's drinking. And as Thor were were presented as kind of this, like, initially very kind of, like, war-hungry and kind of, like, uh, not quick to think. And we'll find out why later on in the issue.
1: Yeah, Loki later on calls him, like, the... what what is it, like, the god of uh, boorishness and uh, misogyny? Yeah, basically, he <laughs> just calls him, like, incel Thor. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, and we find out he's got this, like, dark spirit in him, which is why Loki's coming after the tower to try to, like, get that dark kind of entity out of Thor. Yep. Um, and so it, initially it starts out with Thor just, like, throwing the hammer. He's like, I will kill thee, brother. <laughs> and um, it's a pretty cool sequence of, like, you know, he knocks Loki off the tower, Hawkeye notices it, and initially kind of, like, shoots an arrow to try to grab him, Um and we get a cool page, which is like a flashback to literally Avengers number one. Um, that's what this page is from, yeah, like yeah. the classic Avengers. It's yep. the, the cover of Avengers number one, where uh, they all came together to stop Loki. Mm-hmm. And he has a couple clever tricks to kind of like turn the Avengers against each other. He mentions like uh, a couple like old events, like a thing from the classic Civil War book where... Uh, have, did you ever read the Civil War comic? I uh, don't think so. Okay, you don't need. If to. we didn't, if we didn't in
1: this, then no. You
0: don't need to. It's not very good. But that's they, yeah. That's why. I basically, didn't. <laughs> in that book, they uh, Thor was gone, so Tony Stark built like a like a uh, Thor android with like all the oh, powers right, of right. Thor, and that like it accidentally killed Goliath. Yep. Um, and so, like, they're calling that out here, and they, uh, Loki like lies to Thor, saying like oh, he's building another one. You better stop him now. Um, and then, like, uh, Hawkeye accidentally shoots uh, Hulk a couple times, which I think is funny because later that's how he actually kills the Hulk, right before Immortal Hulk. <laughs> Yo, so yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was funny. So while they're all fighting, he's able to go into the, the computers and get what he needs. And then we find out that the only reason he snuck in was to stab Thor with this, like, sword of truth. Which we'll find out has a, a darker backstory later on in the book. Oh yeah, uh, and then sucks that uh, evil out of Thor. Oh my god, <laughs> 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 got to suck kind of suck the evil out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. <laughs> and um, there's kind of a. And the, it ends with kind of a cool heart to heart with like him and his brother too, where they're like, you know, uh, he's like, I know you're not like the the evil Loki that there was before. Like I know you're starting over, and I'm here to support you in this. I'm going to be a good brother for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a really good line here that I want to actually read verbatim. Uh, when Thor says, uh, you know, I was a bully when you were young. I, I know I hurt you, and sometimes I wonder if I've truly changed. Uh, if the distance I have, I've come is not a convenient lie, I tell, my, I tell myself, you know, a trick. You know, I wonder if I li- I'm lying to myself. And Loki says, perhaps, but perhaps that's the tru- that's true for us all, and perhaps, you know, that's a trick worth playing. So I think that's yeah, yeah. a good kind of line between the trickster God and his brother because his brother having doubts. And he's like, you know what? Maybe if you're trick- tricking yourself into being a better person, maybe that's okay. Yeah. You got to fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. And so they kind of <laughs> toast to that and they have a good little brother moment there. Right. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's a cool exchange. Um, and then the issue ends with the twist, which is going to be the kind of whole uh, arc and narrative of this uh, story that we're going to read today, which is the uh, the All Mothers have the old Loki, like the spirit of old classic Loki, mm-hmm. and they're going to use it for their own schemes because uh, they have different uses for uh, someone that ancient. Um, there's some cool moments uh, leading up to the rest of this as well. Uh, Loki's kind of like getting a little squad together for his... Because uh, he's doing these missions, but of course he's Loki, he always has like contingencies and plans for, like, you know, getting his own personal squad together. Yeah. Um, and this whole kind of next couple issues are kind of told out of order time-wise to, to kind of tell a clever story. Um, the first person on his crew is uh, a woman named Verity, whose power is that she can kind of, like, always see the truth, both literally and, like, in, in tell when people are lying. Yeah, like illusions, too. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty cool power because not only can she always tell a lie, but, like, if there's ever, like, you know, a trick being played or, like, an illusion, she can see right through it because she always sees the truth. Yep. Um... And there's a couple uh, cool scenes here where, like, uh, Loki meets her at, like, kind of this, like, uh, dating kind of, like. Yeah, it's uh, like a speed dating. Yeah, pretty much. And he has a couple good lines, one that I really liked, where uh, he's like, don't worry, there's someone out to you. Like, there's men out there that don't lie. Not me, of course, but (laughs) they do exist. Right. (laughs) That was one of my favorite lines in this book. (laughs) That was great. He's kind of going after the next mission that the um, that uh, the All Mothers give him is the going after uh, a Lorelei, which is a character from the um, the classic uh, Walt Simonson Thor run, which I'll always recommend to people. Um, I have it on my shelf, that big tome. that Oh, Thor right, tome. right, yeah. Um, Lorelei is a, a character. Um, she's kind of like a piece of shit who like uh, enchanted Thor and kind of like led him to like live this whole life on Earth, like with her for a while. Okay. Um, before Thor was able to break free. Gotcha. Um, and now she's kind of doing her own thing. She's going through like uh, a casino heist, and this is where I want to really call out the uh, the Lee Garbett art because like the art on like all of this is especially good, especially like the uh, the costumes like during the uh, the casino heist with like all the fedoras and shit looks really great, <laughs> right? Um, so, but there's a, one of the cooler things that I think they do is there's an issue in the middle of this where it's all told from the perspective of, uh, the classic Loki where they kind of, they're kind of, the All Mothers are kind of setting classic Loki free to just do what they want. We'll find out later at the end, they're basically just using him as a source of information. Like they think that the devil they know is, is more convenient. Like the, the fate that they think is going to end up happening anyway, might as well use that the best we can. We know what's happening there.
1: Yeah. Cause their, their goal is to ha- ha-
0: like use this to hopefully avoid, uh, Ragnarok at some yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so basically classic Loki's is allowed to just do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And we're, there's kind of a whole issue here where it's shown that he was the one who created this sort of truth and the way he does it is kind of like really twisted by traveling through time and kind of manipulating things. Yeah. It's kind of like a cool, just like, uh, it's like mythic tale almost. Yeah. It's told very much like a classic, like Nordic tale with like this, like scroll kind of like text, yep. like the, the, the writing over it kind of like this, a uh, classic fairy tale narration. Um, It's classic Loki, just, like, this, like, twisted devil, like, on the side of the road is, like, uh, Kid Odin is, like, going through, like, strolling through... just going on a hunt, and uh, he's manipulated it, uh, by classic Loki to kind of go on this quest. Yeah, where they run into <laughs> this part is hilarious. <laughs> I know. They this run is into awful. this like talking otter that's and, like the size of like two men. Yeah, he's like, "Well, hello. Would you like some of my clams?" <laughs> <laughs> and Loki
1: immediately he's like, "Yeah," throws a dagger right in between its eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Odin's like, "Holy
1: shit! That- Why would you do that?" He forced talking- no harm. You <laughs> just killed a cartoon fucking animal. What are you doing? <laughs> he offered us some fish. <laughs>
0: And uh, it's just like this dark moment where it's like, and then Loki, we, we ate a fine meal and he made fine coats. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then it ends up being like these dudes' brother from like a tavern. Yep. And then who, they end up o- owing him like a blood debt. Who was
0: like a shape changer, yeah. 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 And so uh, that's where Loki leaves Odin, like now owing this blood debt to these like three brothers. Who's like, you killed our shape changing brother. Like you'll pay for this. Yep. Loki basically strikes a deal with them using like this like classic terms, like, "Well, the, uh, a wrong has been done. You're right. We'll we'll, we'll pay the terms. We'll, a blood debt." And they request, uh, this is like classic fairy tale like telling, yeah. we, re- we request our uh, brother's weight in gold, like you must have enough gold to cover his corpse and more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they take the hides that
1: they made from the yatter and they like, lay it out on the ground and the gold has to be able to cover every inch of it.
0: Right, and they're like, you'll never find a fortune that large, you're doomed, we'll kill Odin when you return if you don't. Yep. Um, and Loki's like, don't worry, I have a plan. And This part is fucking hilarious too, because <laughs> Loki goes out to this like old like cavern where it's said that this ancient treasure is guarded by this like giant. Uh, yeah, pike. it's
1: uh, it's Anvari the dwarf who like who is a shapeshifter and he like makes himself into a giant pike to protect his gold. Yep, who's Anvari? <laughs> He's a, one of the main characters in God of War too. It's oh nice. <laughs> Yeah, he's a big part in the Nordic. Like, is uh, this how you defeat him in God of War? You take out a bazooka? No, he's he's not in giant pike form. He's just like
0: uh, normal form, and he like helps like build your armor and shit. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, in this, he's guarding the treasure and Loki. The, the narration's like, um, how- however, would they defeat such a beast? And Loki reached into his carrying bag and brought out an M twenty recoilless rocket launcher. <laughs> Because uh, they, they talk about how Envari uh, could always like defend against anything he could imagine. Like yeah, any yeah. kind of magic, any kind of swords, anything he could think of, he could counter against. Yep. But he wasn't very imaginative, uh, imaginative and couldn't imagine an M-20 rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> and so he kills the the, the dwarf who is guarding the treasure and takes all of the gold and brings it back. Not before he ends up cursing it though. Oh of course. <laughs> um, because then the uh one of the brothers ends up like cur- like going over the cursed gold and like guarding it for eternity. Yeah. Um and basically turning himself into a dragon. Like, you know, a classic dragon guarding the whole uh guarding the horde.
1: Yep. Yeah, 'cause yeah, well, he ends up killing well, he thinks he kills his brother and his dad, but his brother ends up living and then he vows to like uh uh avenge and move. Oh, with
0: the sword, yeah, right, of
1: course. The one who
0: got like uh double crossed for the gold when that sword will come back into play as well um and then it cuts to uh kind of like another hero who they're going to kind of play into this as well it's basically just like this horny hero um who is like going around slaying yeah it's sigurd uh, he, he's a big character oh yeah totally yeah um sigurd the ever glorious uh slaying giants slaying dragons and uh and it says uh uh, he shrank not from impossible odds, be they on the battlefield or other places. And it shows him, like, <laughs> in a threesome. <laughs> and uh, and it's basically, yeah, the, the grand tales of Sigurd. And he's promised um this blade, like, this blade we were told about that could slay anything. And he's offered by one of the brothers to use this sword to slay this dragon who's terrorized in the land. Um, and he tests out the sword. And he's like, yeah, this can cut through anything like butter. He's, like, cutting down trees. Yeah. And uh, it's a really cool p- a couple of pages where it's just two pages, just him diving into the dragon's breath and slaying the dragon and then coming out with its head. No, it's heart. Oh, it's heart, yeah, yeah. dragging its heart out, and then he ends up roasting the heart. Yeah, because if you eat eating it, it yeah. yeah, you can only be
1: killed by magic.
0: So uh, now they have cursed uh, Nordic human meat, basically, that they're eating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good eats. Um, So this was Loki's plan all along. And throughout all of this, he's kind of in crow form, just kind of whispering in people's ears, telling them what to do. Yep. And so in the end, we have Sigurd, who is kind of just like, Knows he's been played the fool of. This cursed sword, which is now known as the Sword of Truth, which pulls the truth out of anyone who basically tells you the truth, you've been lying to yourself. Yeah. And he's created all of these kind of in his, in his name, under his own terms, and flies back to the future. Um, and we find out as well that Sigurd is obviously still alive. He's an immortal. Um, and in present day, kind of like going through the, uh, uh, into the mountains of Tibet. Uh, on his own quest um this plot i i i really enjoy because on my first time reading i was like um getting a little distracted i was like the Sigurd stuff i'm like i'm not sure where this is going exactly i'm not yeah. sure how this is going to play out but and like especially when he started like going on like this mission into tibet like talking about reincarnation i'm like this is very strange i don't know where we're <laughs> going with this but then the second like the two reveals oh yeah and this were played out i was like i'm instantly back on this this is fucking awesome <laughs> yeah
1: because like it hits you with one twist and then immediately it's like nope gotcha you thought it was going that one <laughs> way that was was the
0: predictable twist yeah Uh -uh. Uh, because it starts out with Sigurd going to uh, kind of this this ancient mystic in Tibet and it's played very much like this kind of like stereotypical almost like culturally ignorant quest yeah he even calls him out on it too yeah (laughs) Sigurd's going to this like Tibetan monk asking like hey reincarnation is a thing is it possible for me to be reincarnated as not a god because I kind of owe my souls to these Valkyries who are gonna torture
1: (laughs) me forever yeah can I just like dip and hop on your karmic wheel did I find a cosmic loop (laughs) poll
0: because let me know if this works (laughs) i have the right to do that right i'm a god in return i'll give you graham the mighty sword (laughs) and uh yeah he calls him out he's like well this is kind of culturally ignorant but i guess technically sure sign on the dotted line (laughs) And uh, he's like, sign on a dotted line. And then the second that happens, he reveals himself to be Mephisto. Yep. Uh, which is a cool reveal because you're like, oh, okay, this makes more sense now. Because actually, he reveals that he actually didn't lie during this whole conversation, which you, if you go back and read it, it's kind of yeah, funny. he
1: never said who he was.
0: And he actually says some f- funny things that actually make sense for Mephisto going through this as well um, that, that we can go back to because he says... Um, He's like, "Uh, Mister Sigurd, your scheme is mad, culturally ignorant, and quite possibly sacrilegious. Naturally, I'll help. (laughs) (laughs) Reading back, I'm like, oh, okay. That should have been a sign, (laughs) right? (laughs) And like, he even like when he promises like he'll be reborn on the wheel of reincarnations, he even like, like the most pedantic devil ever is like, oh, well, actually, the wheel of reincarnations. I have a torture wheel set up, which we have reins tied with flowers which are carnations <laughs> so you'll be on the wheel of reincarnation <laughs> but you'll be tortured forever <laughs> there's always a hidden line yep and so uh, he's reading the contract and while he's reading it, he's like huh the wait there must be some mistake and then we find out that Loki has actually created the illusionary script basically yeah. this is a and d spell right um, <laughs> where he has made his own contract with his own secret signature on it uh, binding him to his own rules Which we, throughout this whole issue, we've kind of been going back and getting some of that context as well. Yeah. Where uh, Loki kind of gave Sigurd this whole scheme ahead of time. And he's like, just so you know, that's definitely going to be Mephisto. There's almost a 100% chance (laughs) it'll be Mephisto. You're going to be tricked. Just get ready going in.
1: Yeah, don't say I didn't warn you.
0: So it's a pretty cool way of just, like, showing that, yeah, Loki and Mephisto have had dealings together. And he knows, like, how his contracts work. And let's just go around that. I know how to beat it this time. I've played this level before. Yeah, it's some cool background knowledge. Yep. And so he's able to kind of uh, use that to tie up uh, Sigurd. He's, it's still his contract, and but instead of being delivered to Mephisto, he's delivered to the All Mothers, just yep. like he was agreed to. And uh, as he leaves, there's a really good line that I like from Mephisto. Mephisto says, like, oh, come on, th- you're going to get me with the contract? Like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's my game. Yeah, and he says, this is cheap. Like, this is... Uh, Penny anti sleight of hand gimmicks. Like, th- this is what I'd expect from the young punk, not from you. And Loki's like, young punk, I don't know what you mean. He's like, oh, y- don't don't act like you don't know what I mean. Kid Loki, and he goes over some background that happened in Young Avengers that I don't want to talk too much about because it would be spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of
1: in the dark a little on that one. Right. The, what, the dream <laughs> crown? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's
0: dope. No, it's a really cool arc. Um, but he but he basically explains like, oh, I saw like Kid Loki vanish and then screamed out. Um, But his body still exists, ergo, nicely done, old chum, nicely done. Yeah, yeah. Implying that, oh, the old Loki took the the body and is acting like a good guy. Yeah. A nice trick, I see through it. Game, respect, game.
1: I mean, yeah, like, I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but baseline, my, like, the gist that
0: i get from what happened is that he like murdered
1: kid loki and took his body well kid loki
0: seemingly died out screaming i'm the sin that will not be forgiven and he was reborn as the loki that we see so most people are assuming that it's old loki pretending to be good again okay but this loki is like no i'm reborn like it's fine he doesn't fully understand what's going on gotcha yeah um, and, it, and it's a really good time where, like, Mephisto, like, he's, got, he's been defeated, but he just wants to leave this seed within Loki of just, like, this seed of doubt, and because Loki's, like, lies. Like, by the terms of our contract, Mephisto, I command you to return from whence you came, and uh, Mephisto leaves, like, whatever you say, old pal. Mm-hmm. Leaving him with that one little thing, where he's like, mm, fuck you, man. <laughs> um, and that leaves us with the final quest of this arc, which is going to be Loki assembling his team, which is uh, Verity, the, uh, the human lie detector, Lorelei, um, the trickster, and then Thor himself, which he's just in a t-shirt with, like, a beer. Yeah. Because <laughs> is this, like, unworthy Thor, right? Um, He still has his hammer there, doesn't he?
1: I think in the first issue he did, but I don't think he does now. Because I think... Uh, like, because uh, I
0: kept going after this. I think later on, like Odin brings it up. Um, I don't remember yet if he has his hammer or not. Because this is right around the time when that happened. Like, because actually, I think the issues leading up to this are when Original Sin happened, which is where he loses his hammer. So it, I think, it is, yeah. I think right now he might have it still. These might be like the last days of. Him okay, his that hammer. makes sense. Because I think there's one of these issues. Yeah, because in says, the first too,
1: in the first issue, he even references like talking about how heavy the hammer like feels. Yeah, like, lately and it
0: says in, in one of the issues this happens before Thor number whatever whatever. Gotcha. So I'm guessing yeah. they did that for that reason. Okay. Um, and so they have this mission, like the secret mission to sneak into Asgard. Um, there's some good scenes that we have before that when they're kind of planning for it, too. Uh, another really great scene that I love, uh, which is just Thor and Loki hanging out in the kitchen, like grabbing beers, mm-hmm. um, just being bros. They're talking about Lorelei, who, like, <laughs> Yeah, had- and Thor's wearing an aha shirt. <laughs> Big aha fan. He is, you never know. Um, and Loki's like, you know, I'm sorry I brought Lorelei like on this, like I, I, like I know that, you know, you and her have a history and, uh, and Thor's like, yeah, to ally with, with Lorelai, like the wrong she did, did to me are difficult to forgive. And Loki's like, oh, well, I mean, our, what about mine? Like I did some pretty shitty things too. Mm-hmm. And Thor says, well, more so you, uh, you're not the Loki who wronged me. And that's, lo- that one hits Loki. He's like, no, yeah, of course not. Definitely not. <laughs> Never in a million years would I be that. Yep. I'm um, definitely not. And uh, and Thor just kind of lets it go. He's like, yeah, no, you're good. Like, you're a new Loki. Like, you're not going to hurt me ever again. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, man, that's what I said.
0: Why do you have to, like, keep being weird about it? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, they kind of go through this secret mission into the base. Uh, there's some, again, really, really great art with uh, Thor kind of fighting this giant monster uh, as, as a distraction, the... Uh, oh, the cryptocracy. Yeah, the technocracy. I think that might be a reference. It's a, both a Thor thing, and I think it also comes up in New Mutants. I think and- it's a Roxxon thing. Uh, it might be as well that too, because that that came up earlier. There's a the technocracy is like yeah, like an AI kind of like hive mind thing. I think okay, um, and there's some really great art of kind of Lorelei like teleporting them into the base as well. Um, kind of just like this three panel of them just like falling, which I really appreciated. Yeah, it's like a momentum draining spell. Yep, and like the the lettering, like you mentioned, really good because the the text kind of like to imply the the slowing of time kind of goes like. One half of the sentence, one half of the sentence, and yep. it kind of goes down. Yeah, it's some good spacing. Um, There's kind of like some, some more t- cool secret agent stuff. Them going through the secret traps, and then the reveal at the end, Loki kind of breaking into the secret cell and finding, yep, they have old Loki here, and old Loki's been waiting for him. Yeah, just hanging out. <laughs> like, I've been waiting for you, buddy. And he tries to use the sword of truth on him, like-, like you're Immediately. Not, <laughs> yep. You're not the truth. I'll show you and stab him. <laughs> And we know probably that that's not going to work because old Loki is like the creator of this sword.
1: Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, this isn't going to work. I don't lie to myself. I know I'm an asshole and yep. I love it. Yep.
0: And that's a great line. <laughs> right. Like, I- I'm you. I'm-, I'm the you who's accepted who they are. Yep. And he even mentions like, I'm not an alternate version of you. I'm a future version of you. Like, look at my age. Look at mm-hmm. you. I- I'm what you will become. And like, once you stop lying to yourself. Yeah, it's a cool moment. Yep. And uh, this is why I kind of wanted to read uh, this story as well, tied in with the show, because I think there's a lot of similar themes of kind of like, you can't change. Like, it, it, this is how it's written. You cannot change. Oh, and, yeah. And Loki being like, fuck that. Fuck that. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They totally nailed, not in this issue, but uh, in like the flashback one, they totally nailed that costume for like the old Loki. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, And they show some stuff as well, kind of like the inevitable future, some of it from uh, Jason Aaron's Thor run. We see old Thor here with his daughters. Yep. Uh, kind of from that run as well, kind of referencing that.
1: Oh, yeah, literally the last page
0: of this issue, the last panel, next, original sin. Yep, so that's when Thor loses <laughs> yeah. the hammer. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, we leave uh, the cliffhanger at the end where we see Loki kind of looking in the mirror and seeing his old self. So there very clearly is some sliver of that old Loki still In him. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that's where we leave that. Um, We would have probably read more of this, but it does kind of go into uh, some crossover stuff that we don't, it's too much to go over in a podcast. So we're going to kind of not do that. Although the issues are very good still. Yeah,
1: I kept going a couple more with like the Doctor Doom ones, and those
0: were awesome. Al Ewing is very good at being, because he, uh, in almost every book he writes, I swear to God, like, these event issues get pushed on him, and he has to find a way to, like, make it work with his story, even if it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he always does amazing with it. He always, like, fucking sticks the landing, and you're like, how does he keep doing this? Like, do you keep handing him this shit? And he's like, nope, I'm making it awesome. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to effortlessly make this fucking cool. Yeah, so. I love all- alluring. Yep, so he's, he's, he did that really good with his uh, Guardians of the Galaxy run, too. They, they, they literally stuck yeah, two different events too. at him, yeah. Um, they stuck like uh, this, like uh, galactic event that happened out of nowhere. He had to tie that in, and then that Venom <laughs> event that happened. He had to tie that in. And oh, they were Jesus. both great. So, <laughs> um, but that will be the discussion of Agents of Asgard. We're gonna move on now to talk about our thoughts on the Loki show. Uh, only six episodes for this one. Um, this was one of, one of the shorter shows that they had, but honestly, probably a good decision because almost all of these Disney shows have been very padded. Oh yeah. Um, almost all of them have had episodes that could have easily been cut to have a more like understandable pacing the only one I would lot maybe, of filler the only one I would maybe give them is WandaVision only because they used more of their space for more of a better reason yeah, like they yeah. had like at least a slower pace for the first two episodes so those ones I'll appreciate for sure yeah um, even if I, there were other problems that show had by the end um, at least they had a reason for the to have that space yep whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier clearly was like a movie that they were like how do we do eight episodes <laughs> of this I don't know <laughs> let's stretch it out yeah we'll figure something out uh, there's this stuff that happened they they spend three episodes fixing a boat. I don't know.
1: Let's spend a whole episode just like talking with Zemo. <laughs> I mean, which was kind of cool. But I mean, let's move. Gave this us some lo- of the coolest scenes along. in the show. Didn't really matter though. True. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, I think the Loki show ended up being my favorite of the of the whole trilogy that we have so yeah, far. I think mine too. I didn't think it was going to be that way initially. It started out going kind of slow, but by the end, I, they kind of earned that space for me a little bit. Yeah. On the rewatch, I appreciated all six episodes a little more. Definitely. Um and like a lot of my early like
1: criticisms or like things I didn't like about it were kind of like flipped by the end of it where they actually right. kind of served an underlying purpose
0: because like my initial complaints were like why is why are the set pieces so boring like why are we yeah. in like a bureaucracy like kind of like office setting like the like this cop headquarters like yeah. why are we here why
1: are your time agents just wearing like stormtrooper uniforms because yeah, like, i thought it was going
0: to be more of the classic mcu where they're like they're like afraid to make it weird and they want to like humanize it and make it normal so yeah. audiences will get on board and understand it yeah, and like, oh i get it yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was like, come on, like, it's, they're timekeepers. This should be weird. (laughs) Yeah, this Um, should be really weird. But they sold me on it, like you mentioned at the end, because they actually made the whole theme kind of like about, like, uh, making them evil stormtroopers for a reason. Yeah. Um. Because they were kind of like this author- authoritarian kind of group, kind of stomping out any kind of aberrations that were happening. Yeah. In the name of control. Right. Like taking exactly. over chaos. So that that was like, and just like stamping out, like you know, make sure no one's left un unpruned, and just making sure everyone's dead. Yep. Um. So there were a lot of themes there. Um. That kind of made sense with the aesthetic that they chose at the end. Yeah. For sure. Um. I I think it still took a little while to get started. The first two episodes are a lot of them just kind of like going through. Re- research (laughs) going over the rules yeah explaining like what the hell all this is um and why it matters right but i think what matters is like the stuff that the meat on the bone for the show they actually did pretty well it's all about like loki kind of like seeing this inevitable end kind of like the comic book where he literally goes on a computer thing and like watches his future from now until his death
1: yeah for as like a super quick uh Kind of like motivation for like a character change, like for it seems like kind of haphazard, like thrown together, but it's actually kind of a cool.
0: It's a way cooler. It's moment a heavy than I hitting character motivation. Oh, definitely to yeah. be like I literally watched what I was about to do fail. Yeah, so maybe not that. And maybe then, don't do that. <laughs> not only that, then I
1: watched if I would have kept going, like I basically. A, like a uh, facilitated my mother's death.
0: Oh, well, that's what I mean. And like then watch yeah. my own death. Yeah, and all that shit. And then I eventually get killed by the Mad Titan after, <laughs> yeah. after basically never changing that much. Yeah. Like doing a few good things here and there, but not anything really fundamental. In the the end, my brother still never trusted me, and we just left it at that. We decided we'd never be friends. That's how I died. Yeah. Maybe don't do that. (laughs) So that's instantly like a very good character motivation. Because at first, I thought it was going to be weird where they're taking this 2012 Loki, like straight out of Avengers 1, and this is the Loki we get. Like, that's the one we're following initially. Yeah, yeah. But within, like, like you said, a scene where he's caught up and he has this existential crisis, Mm -hmm. and he's all instantly like not. He's not the Loki we left behind. He's going to try to be better, which is a cooler take, I think.
1: Yeah, and like it doesn't happen immediately. Like The first no, the yeah. first mission they go out on, because he gets recruited to be
0: a time cop and
1: all that, helps solve a case of one of his variants that's like, I guess, it's at first they kind of just lead you on to believe it's just like he's like being a serial killer kind of
0: yeah it's a, it starts out as a very like hannibal lecter situation like yeah. we need you to catch another killer yeah um and it turns out to be like alternate loki sylvie who is kind of on her own mission because she like realizes these timekeepers are just like you know killing people and stealing people and yeah because she had burned it down she yeah. had been taken
1: or whatever but then that got not a custody right
0: and sylvie ends up being a very great character as well yeah um, definitely a great addition to the MCU. probably one it. of the Best in that show. Yeah, with a really hard-hitting kind of character arc as well. Yep. Um, But yeah, it starts out with him kind of on the hunt for her. And this, the show really kicks off like once he runs away with her. Yeah, yeah, like That's when the show kind of really gets started for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we find out that... I mean, there's a cool kind of plot here where she's, like, hiding in apocalypses because those are the branches they cut off so they never find anyone there. So, yeah, like, yeah. she's going, like, hiding in, like, Pompeii, hiding in, like, a, a doomed kind of, like, hurricane, hiding in, like, an asteroid that's gonna blow up a, a planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like that is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, for his... Probably like the chemistry and like the scenes with Sylvie and Loki are probably the best in that show. But I still got to give a lot of credit to Owen Wilson for how he did this. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I mean I, he's always usually pretty solid, but
0: yeah, he did a really good job. Yeah, in this. he was he was great in the show. Yeah. Um, and especially like towards the end, kind of tying it in and like, having him being a character. Like, no, I I had I had a life. Like I had something before, and you all took that from me. God, I just realized about the jet ski thing too. That never happened. No, <laughs> I he did pissed. have the line. He's like, "I want to go back to my life. I yeah, wonder yeah. if I had a jet ski." Like you have to assume he did. Like, yeah, he, I, I imagine he was just some fucking dad who just like had a jet ski. He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> on the lake." Right. And he was just probably just like a regular old just fucking dad with like dad jokes. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely, and uh, the, and especially like the way it's tied together at the end, where I mean. When we're talking about this, we're going to assume you've all seen the show, yeah, so I'm yeah. gonna, we're going to talk about it in, in kind of like the retrospect now. Um, Kind of having the, and on the rewatch, realizing that kind of Immortus, uh, the person who would be Kang the Conqueror, yeah. has been creating the TVA to kind of like go through and move all these pieces around so that way he doesn't stop other hymns from like coming in to like attack like these, this universe. Yeah. It's a pretty fucking cool twist at the end. It is, Yeah. Because That's just uh, such a cool way to introduce Kang the Conqueror is by introducing Immortus first. I was I was really uh, excited by the way they did that. Yeah, because it shows a lot of restraint.
1: It's definitely a lot more like uh flexible as like character wise and being just being like some kind of dictator that's like no there must be only one sacred
0: timeline because I said so yeah <laughs>
1: like and no other like ulterior reason
0: and like you would think that a scene of just like Immortus coming in and just kind of explaining like the plot and like the upcoming movies basically to <laughs> yeah, you, you think that would suck when, if you described that to me on paper I'd be like wow that's how they end the Loki show that sounds lame as shit <laughs> but literally I was like glued to the screen the whole time because oh, Jonathan yeah? Majors just like eats up every part of that scene yeah I'm really pumped that he's going to be like a big thing oh, and yeah. things to come so I'm, I'm guessing he's going to be kang the conqueror and all the alternate versions of kang the conqueror as well like all the alternate I would versions assume, of, that, yeah. of nathaniel richards right yeah so that's so i think because that's going to tie into a lot of uh, the future kind of movies that they're going to be doing in a very cool way um because jonathan majors has already been cast in ant-man and like ant-man 3 um, I'm assuming he's going to have some kind of role in the Doctor Strange movie, considering it's- It's a movie. maybe not, who knows. It's gotta, yeah. You know, at least, like, an after-credits thing or something. Yeah. Because, like, Doctor Strange, I'm guessing, is going to be the one who's like, holy shit, what's happening? Yep. Um, like, initially.
1: Well, because I'm trying to think
0: when the dude, the original director of that movie, left and got replaced. um When Scott Derrickson left and Sam Raimi came on? It yeah. Was, I mean, it was a while ago at this, at this point. get I mean,
1: this is a total shot in the dark, because I wonder if it was anything where, like- the original dude already had a story worked out and then later on, I don't know when they came up with when they were going to use uh, this Kang, Kang stuff. and all that. And oh, that, that's probably what it and was, maybe they yeah. want to integrate that into the story more and then the original dude was like, eh, that's I not had really, a, I had a plan yeah, already. That's yeah, that's not really going to work for me. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, that could be something. But yeah, I'm still pumped for it because Sam Raimi's obviously great.
0: Oh, sure. And uh, I mean, hopefully, it's, I mean, maybe it won't be good, but who knows? Hopefully yeah, it will be.
1: I really hope it is.
0: But yeah, so I, I thought that was a really good twist at the end because it's a cool dilemma where it's like, yeah I, I control all of time, but if you if you stop me, there's gonna be very, very bad versions of me, these other like super geniuses who are going to come back. They're extremely powerful and just wage war and start and destroy everything. Mm-hmm. And eventually time's just gonna repeat itself, I'll end up back here because I'll be born again and one of one of the versions of me will think of the same idea. yeah, and we'll end up back here. yeah. so regardless. Make your decision. <laughs> it's a really cool dilemma. Where and then of course they end up killing him, which sprouts all the multiverses out. Well, um, Loki tries not to, but then oh, still does. Every, yeah, that yeah. should I should clarify. Um, and so that's kind of where we leave things with uh, all the multiverses branching. Which obviously, is as far as and all of these shows have kind of ended with a. a a movie trailer like an MCU trailer a setup kind of thing yeah, yeah. Uh, WandaVision was setting up for Doctor Strange uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was setting up for uh, the Captain America movie and for Hawkeye yeah um, and then this one was setting up for uh, obviously like pretty much all of Phase 4 the next Thanos big baddie yeah, yeah exactly like major conflict and setting up the whole idea of the multiverse which is gonna be yeah the that theme opens up the, a lot of the next two movies yeah. yeah and hopefully lets them work in like the X-Men and the Fantastic Four it's and gotta yeah for sure because um having king the conqueror is the next villain is a pretty cool thing especially with all the time and multiverse stuff and the fact that he is nathaniel richards could tie into oh yeah fantastic four yeah um the time travel stuff could tie into a whole bunch of x-men stuff there's a whole bunch of cool ways you could do that i just want them to get doom right <laughs> just once <laughs> hopefully they will we'll <laughs> just see once we'll see god I don't damn it
1: um but that's where we leave things because how cool would it be i mean it's a never would happen because it's way
0: too early but if he was in the next Doctor Strange that would be great that would be awesome that would be fucking awesome if he was in <laughs> Doctor Strange he'd work really well in like um, something like a Black Panther movie it's like a small yep. cameo Yeah, you know like uh, Kings talking to Kings um, there's a whole bunch of cool ways you could introduce Doctor Doom in like pretty much any movie he could have his own movie I just don't know how everyone's fucked that up I guess they really only
1: tried to do it well once. it's only
0: been Fox who's done it
1: yeah because yeah, he actually didn't in fan stick right fan stick we haven't done that movie yet <laughs> oh shit that's right we haven't oh boy <laughs> I, 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 I would I... love to read another Fantastic <laughs> Four comic. Yeah, we could I could go back to Hickman.
0: Yeah, that's true. So Man, I don't that's know. something. But that's where we leave it. Overall, I think the way this show closed out, it actually had some really cool themes about like you know people telling you you can't be what you want to be, but you just like fuck you, I'm gonna make my own rules, burn it all down. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a really great way of like Loki telling his own redemption story, his own path to change. You can tell by the end he is like a genuinely different person. Oh, definitely. Um, and kind of like and Sylvie leaving things off as well. We don't know where where she ended up. I'm Um, sure we'll probably see her again. Loki is now alive and well for the rest of what can happen um, in the rest of uh, the MCU and, and whatnot. Um, I also want to call out. Uh, Classic Loki showed up in this show as well, and oh, Kid yeah. Loki. Classic Loki was fucking awesome. Alligator Loki. Yep, played by uh, Richard Grant, who actually kind of like had a little arc in that episode as well. Yeah,
1: he actually got of had a cool part at
0: the end. Yeah, because it was one, the same theme. It's like, can you change? Because he's, he's like an old man. He's like, I'm gonna be a villain forever. I'm just gonna die a villain. Yeah,
1: because when he sees like Loki helping Sylvia and all that, it, it like has a moment with like a close up on him. He's like, Loki
0: can change. Well, and Morbius too, because Mor- Morbius. Uh, oh, him too. Or yeah. Mobius. Uh, Mobius, yeah. not Morbius. God forbid. <laughs> Sorry, don't, don't mean to put that chair. That'll stink <laughs> on you. Um, yeah, because uh, uh, Mobius is like, yeah, I'm, I'm quitting my job. Like, I realized I was working for the wrong side. I realized they were evil, so I'm just going to stop. Yeah, I don't want to be a fascist. Yeah, and, and Loki's <laughs> like, you can do that. You you've dedicated your whole life to this. And he's like, it's never too late to change. Mm-hmm. And then you just see like this look on Loki, which you find out at the end, he's going to sacrifice himself, make the big play. Yep. And he has a great final line too, where he's like, makes this giant city, this giant illusion the, the, the basically the death dragon's about to eat him. Yep. And he's just yelling out, he's like, glorious purpose. <laughs> and then he just dies laughing like this classic Loki laugh. And I'm just like, fuck man. Yeah, that was so they great. They nailed that in one episode. Fucking legend. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um so yeah, the show ended up winning me at the end. Um it still had its, some of its classic MCU problems, but I think yeah. this show did had more to say for sure than, yeah. than the other other shows did. It, it actually at least had like a pulse. Yeah, Captain and Winter uh Falcon Winter Soldier like had a message like that they kind of tried to get through a couple times, but at the end didn't really like nail it home that like that well. Yeah, like, they, they kind of fumbled it. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> they tried to say something, but then at the end were like, but actually (laughs) Um, so I think this show had a more consistent message told in a very cool way Um, they kind of had a very cool setting at the end as well yeah Uh, had a cool twist at the end which set up for uh, future movies in a way that was not annoying yeah definitely Um, so honestly Big fan of this one, so I hope yeah, there's more shows win. like this. Yeah, definitely. So uh, take a lesson: six episodes might be all you need. Maybe not even that many. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like
1: if these are just going to be buildups or setups for n- new shit, then yeah, just make them six good episodes. If they're just going to be longer movies. Yeah, don't don't make don't it, beat around the bush. Yeah, don't yeah. make it
0: half filler. Make it s- five or six episodes of good shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that's what Hawkeye is. I sincerely doubt it. (laughs) No, they're making that a 12-er. Oh, my God, I bet. (laughs) It's going to be like just a bunch of episodes of, like, we need to take down Random Gang in New York. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) Through the tunnel. Here's some hijinks. Yeah, so I I don't know. I really hope that that's going to be something. But it seems like they're just jamming a bunch of really boring characters. They're going to have fucking John Walker captain america oh, elena's yeah. cool i like her yeah but we'll see what they do with her in that show i mean the stakes are going to be very high Yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah at least they have lucky the pizza dog yeah so, we got that going all. yes we do um but that'll be it for our loki coverage next week we're going to be or not uh, two weeks next episode we're going to be covering uh suicide squad we're going to be reading the 11 issues of that tom taylor suicide squad book uh, we're going to see if that's any good and then we're also going to be watching the uh the movie which is finally coming out uh it's going to be on hbo it's probably how we'll watch it yeah uh if you plan on catching up with that they're uh gonna get some king shark action uh james gunn doing his first dc movie yeah Uh, it'll be some interesting shit uh again hit us up on twitter if you want to decide what we do after that uh at twitter over at agents of podcast but until then goodbye i'll see you later